buys me like a random assortment of beers and that. And it's a it's a treat, lads. I've had one or two misses, but it's worth it. She it's she buys like, you the random assortment. Well, of she just includes it in the shop. Waitrose are sick or Ocado. Oh, oh you're so privileged. <laughs> I, 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 I am privileged, Ross. You are. He's quite... got, you know, shops at Waitrose, drinks pretentious Delivers. beer. I don't even pick it Delivered. up. You know? <laughs> Delivered. An argument because a guy tried to tell me he wouldn't get in the lift the other day. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Wear your PPE and don't touch the walls. is here the most insightful most informed podcast for serious draft analysis is somewhere else we're here instead um well we we sort of plan to talk about the draft but that was a week ago already and we've done well to get together in that time to be fair to us adam hosting hello i have pat russ craig and rich with me hello everybody evening what's up (laughs) <laughs> really? Wow! Really? R- Russ has just Russ has just gone back to 2002 and a pop culture yeah. reference that was annoying that is, back then. Where did that come from? That is very Ricky Gervais. I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Full Dudley boys. <laughs> uh, there was a. I don't know if any of you listened to. I think it was Quickly Kevin. It's like a 90s football podcast. I think I heard it on there. It was somebody saying that they never spoke to Robbie Savage again after trying to call him, and he had that as his voicemail. Yes, Roy Keane. <laughs> Roy, Keane Roy Keane was going to sign him when he was Sunderland manager, I think. He was going to try and sign him, and uh, he rang him, got his voicemail, and went, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely the right decision. Nah, nah. That's Keane all over. <laughs> He's been banned out this quarantine. I've been thankful for Keane. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of sad that he didn't sign him because he would have just punched his lights out about seven times a training session, wouldn't he? Oh, that's true. Oh, that would have been great, wouldn't it? But, you know, you could say that about almost anybody that Roy Keane ever met. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of, you end up on Roy Keane's side <laughs> with just about all of them as well, um, especially Savage. Anyway, I digress, but this is a podcast that will digress from time to time. But in true fashion, what we are consistent at is we will come up with a ludicrous quiz that is in no way relevant to any sort of current affairs. So Russ has one this week. I do. This week, uh, like we're here every week. So this well, this month, whatever. I, I've bought back the world famous, uh, if any of you have seen House of Games, word smash, stroke, song titles tenuously linked to NFL players' names. So uh, I'm going to play you an introduction to a song. And what I want you to do is answer with the title of that song, incorporating the player's name. So, for instance. Return of the Khalil Mack. Return of Khalil Mack. Return of Marlon Mack. But either way, sorry. Oh, yeah, that was a last. That we did literally exactly that last time. I've got another. Um, I've got another 12 songs for you. Some are more tenuous than others. Uh, and you have to think a bit outside the box. And the name doesn't always fit perfectly. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Or, <laughs> or, or, or perfectly. Um, nice. You might say. So, if uh, if you're all sitting comfortably, are we buzzing I'll, in? You can buzz in. Use your use your name as a little buzzer if you if you would like. Um, let's let's crack on. Gotta think outside the box a little bit. Rich. I don't even know the name of the song. Rich. Go on, Rich. Golliday. Golliday. Well played, Rich. Holiday. Kenny Golliday, which is Holiday by Madonna. Yeah. Told yeah. you some of them are tenuous. Some of them fit. <laughs> yeah, some of them you've got to, to think a little bit. Next one. Rich. Go on, Rich. Kendrick Bourne Slippy. Boom. Well played, Rich. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne Slippy. Nice. What was, nice. What's the name of that song? I was focusing on the Slippy rather than the Bourne. That was a mistake. No, that'd be Stephen Gerrard. Um, yeah. Okay. Question number three. There are 12. Pat. Pat. Go. 500 Miles Sanders. Oh, close, but not quite. I will. Okay. Wait, oh, Rich, Rich, Rich went. Rich got in oh. there first. Five hundred miles, Garrett. Correct, Rich. You've got to have the name that you know. You're close, but it's not. It's not the name I've got written down here. I remember stealing a bunch last time as well. Didn't get any of them myself. Just just nicked them off other people. This is this is right up Rich's musical alley, anyway. So not this song particularly, but let's let's try this. Adam, tears of a Jadavian clowny. Superb, well played, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's a little bit more tenuous than most. Nice, I like that, but it's not Pat. I don't care to have a little guess. Everybody, I... get up. Oh, everyone, I've been It's the song. No idea. No, Rich. No. Craig. So the no, band mate. is five. The song is Everybody Get Up, and the way they're singing it, Everybody Get Up, Everybody Gallop, singing one, <laughs> two, oh. three, four. So it was Michael Gallop. Wow, okay. <laughs> I told you, I told you it was ten. The answer was better than my guess, to be fair. Okay. Here's question number six.
Correct. Um, it's the it's the song. Uh, come on, guys, you're better than this. We're not. <laughs> We're not. No, you're really. Better. Well, so what was not. the name of the song? Uh, House Baggy of Fun. Trousers. Oh, House of Fun. Oh, we'll see. I'm I'm not I'm not getting the, the songs. House of Fun. No idea. It, it transpires, Craig, that knowing what the songs are doesn't help you in this quiz. <laughs> oh, this, uh, interestingly, well, uh, surely it gives you an indication to think well, of it, the name. It, it, it absolutely does. So, are you? Is anybody can to throw out an answer, or would you like me to answer it for you? I have nothing. House of Funches. Yes, Craig. Well done. Oh, stolen. Stolen. I'll give you that. House of Devon Funchess. And that fits perfectly. It actually fits. Right, okay. Here's the next one. This is right on Craig's Alley. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do, sorry. Craig, 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 Craig. Craig buzzed in using his correct buzzer. Drew locked up. What did you say? Drew locked up. Drew locked up? I did. Correct. Oh, my guess was going to be Nwankwo Kanu because I, I thought it might be Kano that Craig was talking about on the on another podcast. His name uh, this... he's, not, he's, not, he's not an African footballer. His name is not <laughs> <laughs> This This one, this is probably my... I, <laughs> This, Come on, Adam. This is the one I'm most proud of in, in this, this week's quiz. something to me <laughs> no this isn't tenuous either this is actual actual fits any guesses no no guesses from adam rich nothing from you no, i'm struggling on this one you you should get it more than anyone that's uh, great uh, <laughs> neither's player then i think yeah pretty sure no who is he i might be wrong in fact i'm probably sure i'm wrong because he could be a kansas Craig and uh, oh, Pat. I got nothing. That is Paul Weller, and you do something to me, Cole Hardman. Oh. <laughs> that is annoying. You gotta like that. I think that one's gettable. That's it's gettable, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. This is next. I'm about to let this one play out a little bit. Uh, Who's I didn't check the intro really before it got into uh, the old hometown looks the same as I step down from the train. So we get the verse called <laughs> Yeah, it's uh this is Tom Jones, but he's also sung as well. I know the song, but again. Well done, Patrick. Uh, what's the song? AJ Greengrass, Greengrass of Hope. Of hope. Ah. 
The green, right. green grass of home. Thanks. Well done, Patrick. That was lovely. <laughs> um, here is number 10 with his three left. This is the White Stripes. That is the White Stripes and fell in love with a girl. Come on, guys. Adam. Rich. Go on, Adam. Fell in Jordan love with a girl. Rich. Not even that complicated. Go on, Rich. (laughs) Fell in love with a Todd Gurley. (laughs) Fuck me, not even that complicated. (laughs) (laughs) So the answers are better. They're both very good. Go on, Pat. Darren fells in love with a girl. Well, well played. <laughs> oh. Actually, the correct answer should have been Darren fells in Jordan love with a top girly, but you know that would that would have taken some doing for, yes. for bonus points. Okay, <laughs> this this one you're gonna have to think about a little bit. <laughs> It's a little bit more tenuous than some of the others, but when you get it, you'll understand. <laughs> Rich. Go on, Rich. You are Justin Smith a little bit. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's a reach. No. <laughs> yeah, because all of your answers have been really obvious. <laughs> well, most of them have. This one's even more obvious. And when you... When you oh, Pat. Oh, go on, Pat. Donica and Sue are just a little bit. No, that's not <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, Craig. Go on, Craig. Jeff Akuda a little bit. Oh. Uh, no. That's... I told you this one's a little bit more tenuous. Adam, you can have a guess and then I'll give you the answer. <laughs> Based on the fact that you've only got one point, I'm going to give you a clue. Is a tight end. Oh, you bastard. John U. Smith uh, just a little bit. Can I, can I have one guess? <laughs> yeah. You are just a kittle bit. <laughs> oh mate, that's, um, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Jeff Okuda a little bit is better. I'm, I'm disappointed. It, this is a great answer, but it's not the one I had written down. So coming into the final question, Rich has got three points, Craig has got two, Adam's got one, and Patrick's got two. This is the last one. Um, yeah, let's let's give it a go. It, it, this one's this one will fit definitely. <laughs> Adam. Go on, Adam. Camera and wake up. It's a beautiful morning. That's not even the song, is it? It is. It is the song. The song is called cool. Wake Is that the Blue Radleys in some weird version? It is the Blue Radleys. Yeah. It's not the version I was... <laughs> I should have checked the version. Camera and wake up, boo. That's all I've got. 
Well, the Wake Up Boo is what the uh, the song is called. I didn't pick the right version, did I? There. I'd never heard that version of it before. No, me either. I didn't <laughs> even play it. I so, just what's, the sc- what's the song called? It's called Wake Up Boo. Well, I guess the player could literally called Wake. No. Take us more on the boo. The running back. Wake up, Boo Jackson. No. The <laughs> running back played last season. The answer to that question was Wake Up Mike Boone. <laughs> Who? Mike Boone. He was a Minnesota was he... running back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, maybe I shouldn't have left that one till last, but <laughs> it went, went down the list, didn't I? <laughs> There you go. Just meant uh, rich one by default, which is uh, you know on brand for sport as things are going at the moment. All yeah. right. <laughs> rich one with an asterisk. Them, them rich, so, rich, rich wins the quiz. Get, getting, it, getting it done earlier on. Johnson, uh, Johnson rich, music that you might recognise. Is that your first quiz win? Nice. No, I think I've won one before. <laughs> Not many though. <laughs> I want that check. I think that is fair. I felt like that, that was a little bit more tenuous maybe than, than the last time. I don't know. I oh, I love tenuous. last time, mate. I love tenuous. We'll work on it for next time. We'll work on it for next time. Craig wants more hip-hop. I do. Oh, you had like three or four in there last time. Only one this time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a very, um, very top-heavy genre. Not for uh, sort of the grime master. <laughs> <laughs> if you put Kano in next time, I'll get him before Craig does. <laughs> just oh, you're just a fan imagine now. twelve am, yeah. all of which all of which are grime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do that for a quiz. That is a quiz I want to be a part of. No, good job, man. Give the listeners what they want. Right, yeah. Next time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as as promised, we should we should talk about the draft, which, as I say, happened to. A week ago um i mean yeah clearly we're not going to go through every pick and analyze it which frankly there's other podcasts that do that yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't listened to any of them. I, haven't, I haven't really been listening to podcasts recently anyway that's neither here nor there um yeah so let's start with a couple of arguable reaches for quarterbacks by teams that you wouldn't necessarily have thought would be doing that and let's well starting with the green bay packers in the first round so the first day seemed to be dominated by yeah them taking a quarterback when they've got a elite quarterback haven't they you, uh, but you know jordan so love do you think this is matt lafleur finally just having <laughs> enough of aaron Rodgers and the underlying tension that's been going on in that relationship is is finally a breaking point I don't know. I don't know. There's a clearly, I mean, it's not just one side for starters, but Aaron Rodgers seems to be getting more irritable as he, as his years advance. And yeah, I mean, 
Matt Lafleur, you you thought going there it would be Aaron Rodgers' team from that point, and he'd be kind of calling more of the shots than he was. I, I don't know. I don't. He's clearly going to be absolutely pissed off about this. And I saw a really sorry, Pat. I was just when was the last time the uh, the Packers drafted or, or got hold of any offensive weapons for Rodgers to actually utilize. They've relied on Devontae Adams and, um, well, not even necessarily um, Aaron Jones for for too long. But I saw a statistic that said something like Aaron Jones has thrown one career touchdown pass to a rookie. One. And you just think if they're not going to give him anybody to throw to last season, they had Alan Lazard and Geronimo Allison and basically, and Devonte Adams and you know, still made, still made it to the, to the playoffs. And, and, you know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. The Packers do not make any sense. Yeah. And I think Russ is right. That's the biggest shock. So Rogers is 36. If you think, you want maybe want to sit a quarterback for a couple of years to bring him in to get him up to speed. Then starting drafting quarterbacks now to fish a one that's good, like kind of Cleveland have done. That's sensible, sensible planning from the GM. The shock is that in such a wide receiver deep draft, they didn't draft any wide receivers whatsoever. I wonder whether they think the the guys they've got will step up next season. That's that's got to be their hope. But my bigger issue with this is not necessarily the the weapons that they've got there. It's the offensive line is just. It's not been good for years and years, and they don't seem to be willing to invest in it. It seems like a long, a long time since, you know, the Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson team was like, what was that? 2014, 2015, maybe even before that. Um, we're in 2020, and he has got no one to throw to. I, I personally don't think <clears throat> the quarterback pick was a massive um, issue. Quite frankly, he's not young, um, and getting a quarterback that can sit for a year or two is 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 par for the course in the NFL. It's typical. Um, Mahomes sat for a year, like so. It's not, and he's argue, you know, on what we've seen, he's going to get a gold jacket when he hangs it up. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Aaron Rodgers himself did. So I'm not massively um, got massive. I got no real issue with a quarterback. I haven't. I didn't watch a lot of college football last year. Um, so I'm not particularly familiar with with Jordan Love at all, but I think Russ makes the good point is is about the weapons. I can only you can only assume that yeah that, they're that gonna tactic, get they're gonna go and get some, something in something in free agency. They've got to they've got to get someone to throw to. <clears throat> my my guess so sad. My, my guess is that last year was the year to expect these up and comers and unknowns to do something and. And it was average, so I, they they have to make a move offensively, go get a big receiver. But I'm not I'm not massively issued about the quarterback, and and the only reason it's a it's, it's even a story is because of Aaron Rodgers, right? He, we just know he's a pouty little now and again, but he actually hasn't said anything about it. Maybe he comes out and says, <laughs> you know, it's all good. It. It's just what we expect from Aaron Rodgers, but that's I, not, you know. My bigger issue with it as a Niners fan is that they seem to already be crowbarring Rodgers to the Niners stories in and they can fuck off with that. Enough of the Brady stuff at the start of this offseason to, to have to deal with that for like two years while while they get love up to speed. 
Yeah, I think in general I'm pro this first round pick because I'm pretty much pro anything that annoys Rodgers, which is most things. <laughs> when, when did Aaron Rodgers turn into this? I, I don't know. That's a great he was, question. He didn't used to be, did he? He, he used like, to be the best. I used to love Aaron Rodgers. I used to think Aaron Rodgers was, was what football was meant to look like. like I do don't know. know when he turned into this pouty little pre-donna. Well... He may well have, it may well just be a culmination of years and years, well, years and years of the last two, maybe three years at a push of having apps other than Devontae Adams having absolute garbage to throw to and getting, and he's had a, a couple, he had a couple of years of, of injuries, didn't he? Was it 2018? Twelve or twenty nineteen, he was basically broken for most of the season, playing with bloody knee splints on and all sorts of stuff. And you know, he was he was not the same guy in that season. But um, sorry, but he's Karen. got no, so no. But he's got if he's got no one, your quarterback's only only really as as good as the quality of receivers he's throwing to. And and if they can't, sorry, if they can't get a run going, and they did manage to get the run going towards the end of last season, if they can't get the run going because they haven't got that threat through the air, then what's he supposed to do? But I suppose the teams go through real rebuilds, right? I don't, somebody check it, or I'm going to check it now. When was the, I mean, Eddie Lacey must have came in at a first or a second year running back at this point, and he had Cobb. Adams as a first or second year receiver and Jordy Nelson and that was a that was his last great offense I suppose. Yeah, and he, um, well, and he had Je- yeah Jennings and Driver and other people before that. The, what I don't so, get so with how this... long have they not been? Have they been duds? Have they only been Devontae Adams? Because this this um, I'd, I'd narrative say just Devontae yeah. Adams. <laughs> but teams go through a real build. Read point. The point I'm making is. Has his team been that bad for that long that from going from the prototypical quarterback? I'm sure I remember um, Martin asking a question once that included, "Did Adam, um, did Aaron Rodgers use to tape uh, crisps to his to his cleats so he wouldn't break them when he was practicing his seven step drop or something like that?" Like highlighting how deft Aaron Rodgers was. When did he go from being the the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to this whiny moany bitch? And considering Russ's point, has he had a team that bad for that long that it sours you from, you know, literally? And the NFL pushed him as that as well, and and no longer do they. It's it's a strange one, uh, sort of thinking about. It. I think I think the issue I've got with with. Green Bay generally, and and I agree with you on the on the rebuild thing. The problem is that they've sort of been in rebuild mode for a couple of years now, and they've got nothing in terms of wide receiver weapons outside of Adams. They're looking at their depth chart right now. Their right tackle spot has blanks at first and second, and they have a third string white right tackle right now. Like there's nothing there other than Aaron Jones is probably like the only other bright spot on that offense. Like this is a team that it's not like two years into a rebuild. This is you're blowing up right now and getting going on that. And their draft doesn't look like that kind of rebuild. So the, the teams in the past that have done this and brought a QB in before the great, or, you know, it's generally only been the case where you've got someone established. So, well, green Bay before with Brett Favre and they drafted Aaron Rodgers 
two, three years before he took over. And where we've seen that, it's been successful teams with all the pieces. That's when it makes sense. This isn't Green Bay now. Green Bay are far from that. They've got other glaring needs that they need to address. Yeah, fine. Like, I get the logic of having a rookie not come in and start straight away. Well, that's increasingly rare. But it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense for them. Like they've got. You can't just. You know, if if whether Rogers is pissed off or not, you know, he he could go down week one injured anyway. And you've got someone thrown in as lambs to the slaughter. It just it just doesn't doesn't feel like the right pick. It doesn't doesn't feel like. It, I mean, it's not even as if it was Joe Burrow or or you know the the top guy the top guy in the draft. You know, they've reached for someone effectively as well. I mean, Jordan Love's got talent. I don't yeah, think there's, sure, any, there's, sure, any doubt, but... there's any doubt about that. And but you're you're right in what you're saying. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna blow or if you're gonna set a rookie to learn from the best, how can they learn from the best who throw into people that essentially can't catch or in an offense that is not going to be serviceable in general? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think the offense isn't going to be serviceable. We just saw them last year. Well, for all we're saying, last year still last, made the playoffs. They I, to deceive I, last they year. really and did. They scraped. I, well, we have, listen, we 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 said that we we said that through the season, but they still did it. <laughs> like it happened, uh, and I, yeah, I if mean, I'm a Green Bay I, fan, I, did, I would concerned. I would like I would like to say I would like to think that they're gonna they have to get some sort of weapons. On, on the outside, um, I think they they didn't drive any they didn't draft any receivers, but I think they took a tight end or two. Someone probably have to check. Um, they definitely took one. So I I I, don't, I I I I think it's probably more more to do about nothing. I, I I'd like I, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play for another five years, another ten years. He's not. He's going to play for maybe two more years in Green Bay and go and get money for the last two years of his career elsewhere. That seems to be the way of it for quarterbacks nowadays and, and actually I don't think it's a massive issue um, he might get lucky and, and do alright I, I, I'm 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 really not bothered okay so here's a question then mm-hmm. lots of rumours about <clears throat> Rich mentioned the Niners I've seen a lot of noise about the Pats although they have to do some major restructuring to to get any sort of cap space um, could you see could you see him walking away from Green Bay before the season starts, anybody? I think he's too stubborn for that. I think he'll. I, I think it, he'll see it as his house, and he's not giving it up until he's traded. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Unless he's told he won't start. If he's told he won't uh, start, he, they, yeah, that's bonkers though. I I think they've yeah, drafted yeah. Love as a two year two year redshirt project here. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But stranger yeah. things have happened. I got another question. I got a question on someone else in the draft. What do you guys think of the Raiders taking Ruggs as the first wide receiver? Because everything I've seen on him says he's a burner who is like a second or third piece on an offense. And given that Judy and Lamb were both still there at that point, I think that's a big reach. It's a risk, but he's got a high ceiling. I've certainly heard other people talking about the draft who had rugs as their first receiver. So I know the um, guy from another Jags park wanted him as the Jags pick at nine. I didn't agree with him on that, but he wanted that. So it's not a massive surprise. He was close to Judy and um, 
I would have taken Judy. Yeah, I think Judy's the most polished. I mean, Judy, Judy had a lot of hype um, early in the year. As a, I, I was, I was sold on it. <laughs> he was linked heavily with the Jets, and all indications were that Jets were gonna gonna take him. But as soon as the jet, as soon as the draft started, I, you got the feeling early that you know receivers maybe weren't gonna go as high as they were thought. And and it is a deep class of receiver. As I said, I didn't I didn't watch enough college football last year. Usually, I watch enough to feel comfortable certainly with first round second round picks i didn't watch nearly enough so everything i'd thought was about what had been written before so i had wanted uh jerry judy but that said uh the the, the talk around rugs uh, this game is a, is a game of pace we're seeing how impactful that is and if he's as fast as people say he is and and you as well it's it's, it's what you like in it it's you look at it it's the eye test who, who, who do you like and um, and and to say just a no, I'm I'm very happy with with the way the Jets went in the end. I would have hey. taken Beckton ahead of any of the wide receivers or C.J. Henderson. Yeah, yeah. why well, I'm not a GM. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing the thing with Rugs and you mentioned you mentioned his pace. They they blooded Renfrew last year, didn't they? Who I thought was was really good and showed great promise in and around the slot. Um. What worries me, they took Brian Edwards as well, who comes with a lot of promise. I've heard, I've, again, I don't watch a lot of a lot of college football. I barely watch any NFL, you could say. But um, I've heard a lot of good things about Brian Edwards as well. But it worries me, the likes of Terrell Williams, Zay Jones, Nelson Aglahor, it's not uh, it's not a wide receiving core that's going to fill you with dread. But what it is, is, is going to be a, a group, a scheme that's going to, that's just going to move the pieces around. And I think he's just going to, he's, there's going to be a lot of movement rather than just a straight one, two, three. I think there'll be a lot of movement in that, in that receiving core. And very, very quickly, less about movement because I think it could play out any way. I suppose maybe more about movement. It could play out any way, but I think what it, what he has done and what we saw from <clears throat> Gruden in the um, series is, 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 is great competition, right? Like there's nothing better than having if you can get the right temperament, the right mentality, and guys who want to do the best they can, perform for their team, but desperate to play well and desperate to be a part of it. Like and a receiver is a very like as much as football is a very as a team game, receiver is 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 as close to one as one on one as you get. And you 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 win or lose, even if you don't get the ball, you, you win or lose. And if you can get the right guys with the right mentality, all with that focus, I, I actually don't think I don't see it as a bad thing. And and you you could talk about Renfro. Renfro was nowhere near uh, the athlete. He'd won, he'd done really well at Clemson, but it, the the rugs is 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 a is a blue chip athlete with proper speed. So. I suppose it's like I say. I think it's what you like, and not a bad situation there. And he's kind of got a freebie, isn't he? He had two, three years. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I don't think I've seen any major noise about um, reaches in the draft in the first round, at least, other than QBs. And you always think QBs are a reach because teams are just desperate for them. Well, let's 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 talk about that. I mean, the biggest reach in the draft. This is this is. The sort of chat that other podcasts would have so we maybe won't 
quite do it in the same way. But yeah, I mean, Jordan, Jordan Love <laughs> sprung to mind instantly. But yeah, are there any other reaches in the first round that anyone's picked up on? Or I've, I've got I've got a controversial one. Joe Burrow. <laughs> I agree. I actually agree. Okay, yeah. He he's the one. Bengals don't pick first. Does he go first? Sorry, you carry on, Rich. Does is, is it count as a reach if you're the number one overall pick? <laughs> <laughs> Surely, by well, definition. I Chase Young sounds like an absolute monster and probably the best player in the draft. Maybe even by a distance. People are saying that he's significantly better than either Bosa, which would make him a huge, huge player on on D for whoever takes him. Joe Burrow did all right in every year except his final year where he finally came into you know massive form I'm just not convinced you see these quarterbacks that they have one year of production in college and they go high in that final year and then it's a coin flip as to whether they succeed thing is the Bengals fucked themselves didn't they when they already basically said they were moving on from Dalton so they had they had no other other way to go really unless unless they gave away that pick in exchange for for a quarterback elsewhere. But then who is going to who is going to trade up to number one? That's a good point. I'd rather I'd rather have Dalton and Chase Young than Joe Burrow. But yeah, you know, that, yeah, that's where they are now, isn't it? As you say, they've they've shot themselves in the foot. Um, I yeah, think I think Dalton... they could have. I think they could have got an auction going for that first pick, given how good Chase Young is supposed to be. I think there would have been teams willing to come up for a defensive end that's that's good, that good. I did notice that there weren't that many picks traded compared to normal. I don't it know if that's happened, compared, it happened compared, later on. Compared to a standard kicker's matter fantasy draft. Wasn't it the latest trade that had been for I don't know how many years, but basically it the first trade was what fifteen or something? And thirteen was, fourteen. Yeah, Bucks thirteen fourteen. The there you go. And that was the longest it had taken for X amount of years. I did I did wonder if it was just because it was all the, the distancing virtual draft thing if teams were a bit unsure of how it was all going to work and the technology okay, we're just gonna concentrate on getting our pick in and you know not Auto drafting. I don't know what would have happened. Um, Almost certainly the case. Did you see Bill O'Brien getting really mad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lions pulled out of a trade right at the last minute and left him on the clock. That was hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Anything to annoy that man. Yeah, you, you love to see it, don't you? Um, yeah, that's the Texans. I don't know what's done. What's been going? On. Well, there's a segue into. They've obviously got nothing for Jadavian Clowney in the end. Um, he is at the risk of talking about my own team for a second. The Titans drafted with you know, edge rusher being a, an area of somewhat need. Um, didn't take one in the early rounds, which suggests that Clowney is very much in the forefront of their thoughts. Um, You've got to warn him, right? Yeah, I've got it, obviously. Yeah. And it, 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 I have this sense that he's the sort of guy that would, really want to say up yours and go to a divisional rival you know, not <laughs> not everyone's like that um but yeah i I just see that in Clowney. he'd he'd love to go and play the texans twice a year and just and he'd be and they'd be his best two performances every season you just know yeah he's yeah 
my my issue with Clowney is not because I think he'd be great for the the Seahawks or the Titans. My issue is, do you want to spend twenty million a season on him because that's what he's going to cost, and that's hit, that's the third highest defensive well, tackle contract. Who, who, would, who would you have better? Who, who's who's out oh, there? The, the, yeah, this is the thing though. If if the t- where the Titans are, you've you've got to take those sort of chances. Perfect. Two and years, you, you've got a window of two years. Absolutely, Go get the best players. Can get you in a unique and Gokwe for that sort of money if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a, probably another one who quite happily play the Jags twice a year. To be fair, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Why would you? Yeah, I I get it. If the Titans were where the Bengals are, and yeah. you've got to sort of look longer term, but you know we're, we're not. You, the worst thing you can do is leave unspent cap. Especially, you know, Jack Conklin's moved moved to the the Browns. Um, Logan Ryan might not be re-signing. There are some big deals that potentially aren't happening. There's a bit of room that can be done. I think he's better. He's a better fit at the Titans than he is at the Seahawks because I think the Seahawks have got more that they need to do. They're not they're not just a Jadavian Clowney away from competing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and it would be nice for the Niners not to face him twice every year, I guess, as well. Well, he had he had his only decent performance against us, which is frustrating. <laughs> okay, um, moving on. The the Eagles have in the second round done done a Green Bay sort of. Although this this I sort of get a bit more. So Jalen Hurts um, uh, will I guess back up Carson Wentz to start with. Um, I sort of Wentz has had injuries, and they're probably not a hundred percent convinced by him. Where do we see that? It's, I mean, it's, I assume Carson Wentz stays for starters. Um, what do we <clears> how big? How big? He's Carson Wentz is getting paid at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, is he, he's yeah, still he's, yeah, he's still on a rookie deal, isn't he? So he's not. Is he? Yeah, he will be. He'll be. Oh, I mess. I've got that wrong. It will be fifth year option now, wouldn't it? So he's twenty sixteen. He'd have been drafted. Look at this preparation. I've no idea. <laughs> but but <clears throat> he, he had that. He had a long, a long time out, didn't he? For a couple of injuries, yeah. he came back last season. He actually looked okay. Um, but the eagle, the Eagles' issue is not really on offense. And they ran out of receivers last year because they all they were just all injured. Um, the the Eagles have got bigger, bigger problems on defense than 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 anywhere else. I, I, sorry, correct. Craig. Wentz, Wentz, he got he got paid last summer, so he's on a big deal now. Okay, my bad. Sorry. I I, I have no issue with this at all. <laughs> Listen, Wentz is when he's played, he's been good. But when Nick Foles has got a Super Bowl ring and you haven't, if your franchise <laughs> decides, decides to draft a quarterback, you've got no complaints. You haven't, and and the thing is. Uh, it's not his fault he was injured. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not his fault at all. But it is the game. And the man is injured too often. And there is nothing... I, 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 obviously, it's not the same. And I suppose anyone who's played football, when you talk about football, you do have a slightly different understanding about it. Having, no matter what the level, like understanding the importance of the leader that is the quarterback. Quarterback I played with, turn up every week didn't matter what happened didn't matter how he felt and it made a difference and when you don't have your quarterback there and your organization has said 
this is the leader, this is the quarterback, it makes it difficult. It makes it difficult to plan long term. So I have absolutely no issue with this. And before Tua Tavailoa, I'll be pronounced that. Jalen Jalen Hurts was the man. And um, that was probably the last year I watched college football um, consistently. And the guy's got a hell of a lot of talent. And you get him in the second round with no pressure, no hype. Uh, I, I think it's a no, absolute no-brainer when your franchise quarterback is always injured. If he's not, if he's fit, he sits for two years. He comes in maybe the old game if there's a short-term injury. And then he asks for a move and you work out a way of getting him out. Otherwise, Carson Wentz is hurt and you've got someone that has no zero pressure and gets the chance to really prove himself after what's happened at college. Like, uh, uh, and, and he's shown the type of character guy he was by being the starter, becoming the backup uh, backup at Alabama, and then leaving with his head high, you know, uh, having done what was asked of him and trading and playing well. I, I think it is an absolute no-brainer um, for Philly, and I would be excited. I, I, I think that's a fantastic pick, and I, I really like Jalen Hurts. I, I, I'd love to see him do well at the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I what I saw of him. Um, in college, I thought he was a really exciting prospect. I know there's this knock on him of not being a proper passer and all this kind of stuff, but I think some of that can be worked out in system. And I, I honestly think they're looking at two years sitting behind Wentz, and then if Wentz is consistently inconsistent, like he has been, particularly with injuries, they'll move Wentz on at that point, and then he becomes a starter. And I can, I can genuinely see that happening. I think, I think he could be an absolute bargain at that point in the draft for them if he works out that way okay um well if yeah if joe burrow is the biggest reach in the draft what's the biggest steal that one really that's it possibly yeah i mean he's he's a gamble but i think he's a really smart gamble i think dallas have done well with cd lamb at 17 obviously it's still first round but I do like him, and I think that it will improve Dallas. Dallas had to go and get a good receiver, and for him to fall to 17, given the hype around receivers prior to the draft, I think they're probably quite happy. Dallas did well full stop. Every time they announced a pick, I was like, oh yeah, I fancy that guy. That guy's good, and it really sickens me. (laughs) Yeah, how is Jerry still a good GM? I don't get that. (laughs) Oh, he's not a good GM. He's an owner who made himself a GM. (laughs) But he's been been doing it long enough now that he kind of... In the early days, you just think, yeah, what a dickhead. You're just like a power-crazy madman but i think he's he's been doing it so long now he's he's got to have picked up some knowledge along the way and he does yeah it does seem to sort of know what he's doing can i just say luckiest pick of the draft is the dolphins screwing up tanking and then getting tour anyway (laughs) (laughs) quick quick word on tour i i'm just this is a bit niche and a bit geeky i know i'm just excited about seeing lefty (laughs) <laughs> like why? Why have there not been any lefties? And did you, you know, did it's, you see it's like him in same cricket? Like you see a left-handed cover drive, it just sort of looks nicer. Like that, <laughs> we haven't it? had a left-handed QB in years. Did you watch him? In, did you watch him in college? But it's not not a huge amount. But at the um, and I again, forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he had he had the game in college where Jalen the Jalen Hurts got pulled. 
right? Jalen Hurts started. I'm sure it was a championship game. And he threw like three picks in the first half. And Tua came in in the second half and basically played like Peyton Manning. And I was probably over-egging it at the time. But at that point in time, I thought he was the best quarterback I'd seen in college. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's two years ago. Um, and it's a bit hazy. And we know that I'm not the best with accurate facts. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm always in a ballpark. But um, I, lo- I love the eye test. So it's all about what I see. I didn't write it down. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but from I... I I remember being super duper high on Tua. The injury hurt, and then he came back, and he wasn't as sort of Mercutio, but they had that one game where he he was like Rain Man in 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 on gridiron. Uh, so I think Miami have got a great pick there, and actually, <clears throat> it's a, a big massive concern. Really happy with the Jets draft. That that first round pick, I had no idea about, and then I saw him run a forty, and I was like, over the moon. Um, <laughs> like I, I think that's fantastic for the Jets, but I am concerned about the Dolphins draft in general. Um, they are ready, and with good coaching, I feel we do really well there. My steal of the draft was Amic Robinson, who went at one thirty-nine to the Raiders. Really good cornerback, is expected to go in the second round, maybe early third. Dropped a long way. Jags drafted a random cornerback I'd never heard of two picks before that. And I was like, well, if you're going to go corner, why? but we'll see. We'll see how good we play. There's, there was a couple of running backs, um, but the one for me is J.K. Dobbins going to the Ravens. Uh, having watched some footage of him afterwards, I think, behind Ingram. And I know they've got uh, the other lad there that they drafted last year, whose name completely escapes me, who played behind... Ingram last season and did well. Gus? I can't remember his name. Gus? Not Gusta Bus. Not, not Gusta Bus. Um, but Jackie <laughs> Dobbins, he looks, he looks very, very good. Running backs, you always feel are a bit of a gamble, and I, I quite like, I quite like taking one like round three, round four, or well, like like that, um, where you you're not giving, you're not risking like a first round Saquon Barkley type pick to get one when they they just get they just get hurt. Too often. I just but want is lightning in the bottle. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like that narrative about running backs. It does annoy me. I get what you're saying and they, they are it's, way it, it's so risky. how many Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very, very risky and it's it it's probably the most punishing position in football. Like it's not a fun the, the thing with running back is it's not just linebackers that are trying to take your head off or even defensive linemen you've got to get through your own line first and <laughs> they're, they're, they're sometimes the most dangerous yeah. of falling on your ankle or knee mark sanchez uh, will tell you that yeah exactly so um just justice hill was the guy i was going for sorry oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that said i do think if you can pick a good running back and a recent time show you barkley and zeke you can't you can't really pass on those type of players any generational player right like a miles garrett or uh alden smith or those type of players who are uh, just bigger far boses bigger faster stronger than anyone else see i i have an issue with running backs in terms of the niners keep insisting on playing uh, paying big money contracts to free agents and then picking up undrafted free agents who are dirt cheap like 100,000 a year or something ridiculous like that and they end up being our starters can, can we just take the UDFA like I don't care have four of them but we'll just lean on those guys because that seems to work yeah while we're on the subject of running backs um, Jaguars just signed Chris 
um, I forgot his name. The guy who was at <laughs> Johnson? the yeah, the guy who was at the Redskins last year. So I doubt Chris Thompson. Chris Johnson would be a (laughs) (laughs) CJ2K. Yeah, pleased Uh, with that. Nice um, change of pace back for alongside Leonard and Armstead. That's good. I always liked him in a PPR league. Mm. When he doesn't get injured, not often. But you know, what you can't guarantee that with anyone. That's good. I I dropped him post draft. Chris Thompson in in a league I was in. He's the sort of guy you could. St- I don't want to talk about fantasy. Obviously, that's not not what we we do. So how, how how dull would that be? Can you imagine? But yeah, yeah Chris Johnson. Chris Chris Johnson. I've done it now. Chris Thompson's the sort of guy you could you'll st- you could stick in your lineup, and he's probably going to get you in PPR three or four points each week. It's just one of one of those. Um, might get you a touchdown. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? And it's, what well, what else does anyone has anyone picked out from the draft that we want to talk about? We could just quickly mention that um From kept falling and falling and falling. Um he was he was gonna be number one pick overall at one point, like a year ago. Last and, year, yeah. And yeah, I can't even tell you couldn't tell you what sorry franchise ended up picking him up. Anyone any, any idea? <laughs> Uh, I was actually hoping. I th- I thought for a minute you might fall to the the Titans, but that wasn't to be. Uh, but uh, well, 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 do I, you, I did that pick. Do you want him if you're the Bills? Like I, I get know. him falling to you, and you're thinking you can't pass it. But is it worth the? I mean, by all accounts, Fromm's got great character, right? So it it shouldn't create a, a quarterback controversy. You sit, you learn, you enjoy being in the NFL, and then if there's no chance for you to become the man you'll move so you know really I, do, no I do off. like it but I don't I don't like Josh Allen personally but Josh Allen had such a great year last year uh, Bills were just, fantastic Josh Allen endeared himself to, to fans he showed his athleticism as well as his arm um so the the worry is what's Josh Allen this will be second year third year for Josh Allen yeah. is he is he mature enough to accept somebody who's not much as junior who's going to want to do all he can to get on the field being around and and still being able to win i i i i actually think the bills put themselves in a and from has a lot of media coverage right he's he was in that series on netflix he's he's well known he's had some big college games so it's not like you're drafting a sixth, seventh round, and no one gives a shit about. It's somebody who's gonna, somebody's gonna, Josh Allen's gonna have to ask the be asked answer the question on his franchise picking this quarterback so early into his career. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it's a great move from the Bills. I must admit, I, 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 I wouldn't want it. I didn't want us to draft the QB high. Not, not that I wouldn't like Jordan Love on our roster but i certainly don't want to fuck it up with sam so i'm, well, let's, let's, I'm, I'm not sure about this. let's see what mark thinks when he when he's back on i mean it, i disagree with you guys because i'm not i'm just nowhere near as high on josh allen i think i think the bills were a really strong team last year for other reasons um i just I, yeah i don't rate allen personally um i think from will be better quite quickly i think if he drops wow. you in the fifth you, you sort of have to take him i, I don't think I don't think there's an option there if you if you see that as you know who else have the Bills got backing them up at quarterback even if he's only ever a backup I think that's a really good option for them. Yeah. Well, see, uh, I'm sure Mark will uh, Mark will have opinions on it. Um, 
anything else around the draft that anyone wanted to mention? Excellent. <laughs> um, let's talk about Alex Smith's leg before we get into any other business, because that's, wow. that's more up our street. I can't. I I thought those pictures were fake when I first saw them. I, I'm guessing. I'm not suggest. I'm not recommending that if if you're eating or whatever that you look <laughs> look up what I'm talking about. But the picture did the rounds of Alex Smith's leg like four days after the injury. He's had he's had 17 surgeries to try and yeah. fix it, and he is yeah, he's not giving up. And he, he's uh, he's the sort of guy that you wish you really want to root for him, and he I really like Alex Smith. I do root and for he's, him, and yeah. he's he's done everything he's done out of guts and attitude more than more so than talent i always like that in a player but bloody bloody hell he's, no, but he's, he's not some... shit though no, he's, not like shit. He's, no. shit. he's not shit that's what i'm not like if i was alex smith i would want i would be so angry that people have this sort of um i don't know sympathetic story for me as you know the good guy that done good Alex Smith was a number one pick and had a good fucking career in the NFL. Like he, he could. Ball. I'm not trying to criticise him, Craig. I'm just, I'm just. I'm no, just I, saying I get it's... that, but he's got, he's got that sort of um, underdog story, which, you know, is a blue-eyed boy, number one pick. He's not an underdog. He did well, championship games. Did he make the Super Bowl? I think maybe I it was know, the year after. It's, but, it's one of those that he, he seemed to cop so much flack early in his career, and I don't think he did deliver. Early in his career, like he, he didn't perhaps deliver on the basis that Aaron Rodgers went twenty. Yeah, that was always yeah, that's always a rub. Yeah, but he, I mean, but right now, I can't, I can't believe that he had, he hasn't just jacked it in and gone. Do you know what? This is, yeah, I, I can, I could only dream of walking again. But <laughs> he's not going to come back, is he? No. Oh. He's just not formally. Man. He's just not formally retiring, is he? Because he's still under contract until twenty twenty two. But he, the way he's, the way he's like training and putting himself. Maybe you've got to do that anyway, just to walk again. I, I don't know. It's just staggering what some of these guys go through. If he respects another snap, I mean, that is yeah. just unbelievable courage. Yeah. I mean, I like yeah, the the injury with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater that that was horrific. But Teddy's so much younger. You, know, you sort of, you see that, you sort of get it. But oh, I mean, that's it's staggering that I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a picture look quite like that. <laughs> but I thought I genuinely thought it was because I didn't see what it was properly until I read the caption on it. It just popped up on my Twitter feed, and I thought someone had posted a "I've really screwed up Sunday roast here." Rate <laughs> <laughs> right my plate. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, it was that awful. I think just dead burnt potatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can right. we finish on a positive NFL thing rather than some horrific injury news? Yes. So, do you guys remember running back Curtis Martin? Yes, of course. Because he, he was kind of, I don't know whether before my time, before I was paying close attention, it's his 47th birthday today, and I saw one of his highlight reels and Oh, he made a lot of grown men look really foolish. What a player! Yeah, Russia, man. Yeah, amazing. It's like the fourth or fifth highest, like yeah. leading Russia of all time. I don't. Yeah, big it's... boy, big boy. Jake, yeah, Craig, Craig. He's probably your. Is he the? Is he one of the best New York Jets ever, or the best? Him, him, Riggins, Namath. Um, what's Mangold? 
Yeah, he's up there. Oh, uh, yeah. look, uh, uh, would be before your time, but there's like players that, that I've seen. Uh, yeah, up there. What's the? Uh, oh, fucking hell! How's his name escaped me? The corner. He's the best we've had. Revis. Oh, yeah. In my yeah, time yeah. watching the Jets, yeah. easily yeah. the best Jets player I've 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 seen. Um, but best player I've seen live, Eric Decker. Fucking sick receiver. Proper bully boy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him. We didn't grab, get the best of Eric Decker. Grab grab the ball out of the air of two Cleveland uh, defenders at uh, uh, the Meadowlands. Not the Meadowlands. What's it called now? Whatever we're called now. When he came to Tennessee, he was grabbing the air out of the ball. Uh, it was the other way around. Well, yeah. <laughs> he should have gone to the Pats then. I mean, shout, we shout all know highlights don't count against the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Before we go to AOB, quickly, you've just you've just given me yours, Craig. I want each of your the best player for your team in your time watching them. Um, I've, actually, there's no point going to you, Russ, because I've no idea who that is. Tom Brady, <laughs> the Bucks. That's that's your answer. <laughs> I don't even support anybody specifically. All right, Doug. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Uh, I have decided that I haven't got like Doug said, like Doug quite rightly said. I don't have an emotional attachment to to any team, and watching and being introduced to the NFL in the way I have, I spend a lot of time watching Red Zone and uh, do watch games, but I watch it because I enjoy. The, the technical and tactical aspects of it rather than having a, an emotional, you know, having a favorite player or a, a specific, you know, place. I don't know. It's, it's just not. I, I, do you I watch rugby do. without a team? No. And could you watch rugby without sporting a team? Not saying. Uh, probably. Probab- possibly. Not saying that, sorry. Not saying that you couldn't. Do you think if you was to, as a rugby fan, would you lose? Would there be a part of rugby that you miss because you don't follow a team? Mm, that's a good question. I, I there probably would, but yeah. I've been watching rugby for a lot longer in my life. Yeah, I get that. I I, I don't. I, I dilly dally on an NBA team, and I've followed NBA for a long time. And the Charlotte Hornets were the real my first team, but I was like seven. So I feel it's a bit a bit harsh for me to pick a team at seven. But I think <laughs> certainly with the NFL, and one of the reasons that I've really drawn back on fantasy in the last few years is you miss so much when you forget the journey of the actual game. Like we spend so much time doing red zone and fantasy and points, and this player is really good, and this player has so many yards that you forget the story of the game when somebody came in for three downs and they didn't really show up in the stat sheet but it completely changed the whole feel so i i, I get it but I, I i don't buy this whole not having a team thing i think you you losing something i'm gonna be serious for a moment and actually defend you russ because because you've come to the nfl like in adult life i think it's quite hard to just a team and you you did that or you've tried to do that a couple of times and your heart hasn't been in it so i, yeah. I totally get that yeah, and I, I like get that. if if you supported someone since you were a kid you know that's that's where your heart is and it sticks but i i totally yeah, i'm totally I was, I, was, I, was, I was 19 when i got the jets i'm not I, I i don't think age makes difference i get not feeling that you're a part of a team yet like i'm not i don't hate that at all but i just think that and if you accept that there's a potentially something that you miss from the game by not being a fan, but you can still enjoy it and love it, then that's fine. But I would say that, like any sport, right? 
being a fan for me, being a oh, fan be, is part of it. Being a fan is one of the best things. The yeah. highs, the lows, exactly. the wins, the losses. It makes you feel part of something. Yeah. And I completely get that. And you know, as a Tottenham Hotspur fan or an Exeter Chiefs fan, you know, I I I understand exactly how all that works. But with football, I find you know I'd have to just pick someone and go and then develop love for them. And I wonder have- whether it, yeah, you have on. picked terrible options. So picking the cards when you did and then picking the bears. With, so, with... so Trubis- hard... if Trubisky had been an absolute, if he'd been brilliant, if he'd been as good as he was billed, I think you'd be a massive bears fan so, right now. No, so, so here's the thing, right? I picked the Cardinals because it was suggested on this, when I was a project on this podcast before <laughs> I even, before I even liked football and watched it. Um, and because of the all or nothing. So there was a little bit of a connection. So I got to understand the people behind it. Um, the bear, I chose the bears because I like the stash. Right. Yeah. That's always a good place. That's a good reason. That's why I chose the bears. But I'm just thinking, right? So one of these days, I am going to go and watch a game of football in America. I'm going to go. And I'm not going to go. I'm not just going to go to Miami or New York because it's popular. I'm going to get on a plane. And I think, you know, if we could arrange it through this podcast, then we could all just have like a long weekend away somewhere. I'd love to get on a plane on a Thursday morning and be it Thursday night football or somewhere on a Sunday, whether I went to Philly or Baltimore or Green Bay or somewhere real like Minnesota, somewhere like you would never really go on a on a city break with the missus or somewhere like that. But you just get on a plane and go somewhere and go, you know what? This is where I'm going to spend my weekend. I've got an idea for you, Russ. If we could do that in Florida and do Thursday night football at one stadium, Sunday at a, a second stadium, and then Monday night football at a third, and then out of that, that's where you're like, right, this is my team. That would be or, an amazing or, or, trip. Or even that's better, we, we talked team. about Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday Crunch. night. Yeah. Sunday night and Friday Monday night, night. Friday night lights. Just a just a huge run. I I do get it, and I, I like I'm I'm not I'm not having a dig at all. Like I I understand. Like I say, I'm a massive basketball fan, and I I don't really have a team. I'm a big LeBron James fan, and I like the Hornets because they had the sickest jersey when I was like 14, and I had my own money. So like I I, I, I do understand, but I, not supporting like watching football and. I've probably started about 2005, 2006, maybe just before that. And actually, funnily enough, I think Curtis Martin, maybe his last two years when I was starting to follow the Jets. And then we had the Ryan era in sort of 2000, maybe nine to 2011, where we had a bit of success, which really gave me a huge story to be a part of, which maybe made the difference. But I do think of all sports, like I'm a obviously we all, you know, English football, kickball, passion like the missing the story of a season is such an like an important thing i think it's hard like you can you can appreciate what football is and the physical toll it takes and the excitement of the games but if you're not rooting for a winner or a loser if you don't hate someone and love someone i i I just truly believe them there is a part of you that's missing and i I say it all the time to fantasy fans like i know how fantasy is huge and for a long time i loved it but you, you miss such a massive part of the game so whilst i agree with craig 
we went on a tangent. Only forty percent of us got to answer about who our favourite players were, and then we went on another tangent. So let's let's bring it back. I was going to bring it back there. <laughs> Go on, Pat. I'd like to throw in Paul Poslosny because I just love watching linebackers running around battering people, and he's my favourite ever Jaguar. <laughs> See, I I was thinking along the same lines, and I would have gone with Patrick Willis had I not experienced the joys of watching Justin Smith, aka the Cowboy, who was an absolute wrecker of defensive linemen. Yeah, they're great picks, both of them. I'd I'd love to go hipster and go for a weird position or something, but I it's just it's always going to be Warren Moon for me. That's fair. Made me made me love made me fall in love with the game as a kid, and I don't think like you could we could win six Super Bowls with the next guy off the rank now, and I'd still probably love Warren Moon more. It's a weird. See, that's thing. what you miss, Ross. There's no point for you. So so here's the thing, right? So I also think that football now and sport in general is so much more of a business than when you guys started watching and and all sport, not just just American football, football, soccer, um, rugby, cricket, whatever it is, right? Uh, Cricket's slightly different because it's very much a homer pick. But it's so much of a business. There's less emotion attached to it now, as far as as far as like genuine stories go. But I think of I agree with you. But of all the sports that that isn't the case with, I think football's probably one of them. Like it's hard for it to only be a business when someone's three hundred pounds running at you at you know thirty miles an hour going to break your fucking face if your other players don't do something. <laughs> so like of all of the sports regardless of the business once you cross that white line it it is different and if i was going to pick a team i'd also like to pick a team that was slightly out there but that's difficult you know because they they've all got huge followings but some are less than others you see lots of obviously lots of patriots you see lots of dolphins you see lots of uh niners because of the history obviously montana you see the the history of damarino at the dolphins you see yeah, you know, there's lo- there's loads, but I don't know Minnesota maybe. I'm sure you'll this... get that point where you just start rooting for someone mid-season, and then they go on a playoff run and get to the Super Bowl or something, and that'll be it. That'll be the trigger. All right, um, I lost you guys for a moment there, but I think the recording is hopefully intact. I think that was my end, so hopefully whatever everything Russ just said was recorded. But we will f- we will find out. Let's let's get let's finish off with some some any other business. Um, I'll, I'm just going to start. I'm going to go right in there. I don't. I'm not going to come up with a lengthy any other business. Uh, but the team that I support invited me to be a virtual fan at the, on the second day of the draft last week, and the experience of doing that, I could probably we could probably talk about. I don't want to get into get into it now it's really interesting like you've got a tv director in your ear hearing all the picks like before the tv coverage which you realize is delayed because they have to get all the information out to outlets so what you're seeing goodell on tv like a minute after he's done it which is a bit odd anyway um but the experience was you're staying up through the night and it is kind of not anticlimactic well i'm going to do 15 seconds of cheering but it it was just the fact that they asked me and made me feel like a valued and noticed and important as a fan. Just phenomenal. Um, 
thanks to the Titans and thanks thanks to the thanks to the NFL, it it's just something that yeah I'm not I'm not going to ever forget. Simple as that. You know, you, I've peaked as a fan. There you go. <laughs> I do think that's sick. I remember when um, me and Jesse went to Old Trafford like three years ago, and we bought a program, and the woman said to me specifically. Have a look in the program. Make sure you check. We're doing this competition. Make sure you check. And me and Jesse were just like, it was, he'd been like five times. Um, but we were just mad excited. We didn't, we was talking, we was whatever. Um, and we got home and we won some competition. And he would have got a chance to meet Mkhitaryan and Ander Herrera. And I fucked it because we didn't look Whoa. inside the program. Um, <laughs> but I wrote, I, I wrote to Old Trafford and they sent us like two signed pictures of Herrera and Mkhitaryan and like just said like, we're really sorry you didn't get a chance to miss it. And it's it's so important. That's another reason why it's so good to be a fan when proper clubs, real clubs, like yeah, recognise what, what, what you do and, and how to like make you feel a part of it this is a huge a sick i think it was really good mate and i hope you enjoyed it yeah and yeah. that's that's not a big that's not a big expense for them but it's just a nice thing they could have just been like well sorry you missed out but but to send you something off the back of it is like that's a that's a nice gesture steve proper i felt like can you imagine so it's the little I, things i felt like it? fucking shit yeah. mate i felt yeah. awful. I couldn't believe it i was gutted for him gutted for me but gutted for him. <laughs> Got it for him, but mostly got it for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, what's your any other business? So I'll cheer us up. Um, I know that I we all know how I feel about the blockhead dickhead who can't throw a football. But <clears throat> for new listeners, enough about um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> for for new listeners, you won't know there's actually another quarterback I really dislike, and he hasn't been in the league for a few years, thankfully. And that we is... haven't got any new listeners. <laughs> good, good, good point well made <laughs> good point well made um uh but i I don't think he's got many fans but uh i don't know if anyone's been in tabs and jay jay cutler <laughs> <laughs> but my 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 missus watches like a lot of reality shit that i don't um but she mentioned to me the other day that uh oh, he, who's that jay cutler and i was like oh, jay cutler i was like obviously whoever and uh, Jay Cutler is being a bitch. I'll, um, I'll put it on the uh, I'll put it on the group and on Twitter. But uh, yeah, Jay Cutler retired from football, had to do his wife's reality show, and acts like a moany little whiny. Exactly everything you thought about Jay Cutler as a quarterback, he reenacts as a man moaning that his wife is working and she doesn't spend enough time with him, and she's got, she's not retiring. Like, shut up, Jay! Like, she travelled everywhere while you went around the country getting your ass whipped, and now the girl's got some moves. Her business is popping. Man, don't want to just travel and do what he has to do. Shut your mouth. I love, I love that. that he was he was supposed to do commentary when he retired and he came out of retirement for the dolphins and then never went back to that because yeah, he had this job God. for fox because <laughs> yeah, they did listen mate he like, is what? he is so he would have been fantastic in the 70s right in like the 60s and 70s when it was fake and bullshit he would have been great but now when you can see a turd for a turd he just doesn't <laughs> cut it. <laughs> 
did, and he's did, acting did, like did a he... bitch on some shit reality show. So I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. He's, he's he still sucks. <laughs> I do love I do love the idea of a player like Jay Cutler being given the opportunity through reality TV to reinvent himself as this nice guy who's misunderstood, and his manager and his PR people and all that would have tried to push him down the route of being like. You know, Jay Cutler's, it's just the on, that's on-field Jay. Off-field Jay is this lovely, wonderful, warm person. It's like, no, nah, I'm still a cunt. No, no he, couldn't he couldn't give a shit, could he? he was... Ma- literally. Right. <laughs> he literally couldn't. He is such a bitch. Like, it, I'll put it in the group. I'll put it on Twitter when this drops. Uh, Jay Cutler, what Rich, a you're, Rich, you're desperate to go, I can tell. I Well, I want to get mine out of the way so that other people can put us on a on a happier note at the end. I've just got a very quick one. Don't start a job when you're in the middle of the, the beginning of a pandemic. It doesn't go well. <laughs> My last day's Monday. I wow. know. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. It was only a three month contract anyway. So um it's we we had Just we had a long discussion out, kind of two thing. weeks ago, basically, where they were like, Well, we think we might have to cut you anyway. And I was like, Well, it's not working out because I can't do a decent job doing this. So yeah, it it's fine, but yeah, don't recommend trying it in the future. No you're you're going to be sweet, right? Huh? Going to be sweet. Yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, not worried about that stuff. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to don't have to worry too much about feeding kids or anything like that. Privileged. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't fucking have kids. It's easier. <laughs> uh, Pat, three very quick things. Number one, did you check out the very important video I sent you a couple of days ago to the uh, Longstaff account? If not, check that out. The, the little, the little tumble in a car video. No, oh. six six minutes of high excitement long snapper highlights. How have I missed this? this? I nah, you that. haven't sent it, bro. You haven't sent it. Hundred percent. I would have looked. <laughs> you haven't sent it. Send it to the official account. No one checks the official account. The official account it's got it's... Me. The official oh. account is Adam. <laughs> no, it get all the It'll notifications the are somebody tweeted this or someone someone tweeted that and I hardly ever oh sorry, I'll have a look at that. All right. Retweet it, Adam. <laughs> it's not as good as I've bigged it up now, it's gonna be ruined. <laughs> I forgot what my second thing was, so I'll just come my third thing. Settle an argument. If you're having pie and vegetables for dinner, do you have potatoes with it or not? Yeah. Double carb, there's carb, there's carb, there's carb, there's carb in the pie. Yeah, that's you what my missus said as well. Lies, lies. There is no way Ross is having a pie with solely veg. I'm not having <laughs> it. <laughs> I am not having it. <laughs> Impossible. Definitely, definitely potatoes, mate. As a vegan, I'm telling you, vegan pie, potatoes, veg. I was wondering how long it'd take to bring that up. <laughs> We're waiting like an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Are you a vegan, Craig? Funny, funny, funny you should ask, Adam. No. <laughs> if, that's if, not vegan. Uh, that's not vegan beer, Craig. You know that. If it's oh, pie minister, if it's listen, pie minister pie, then it's with mash, definitely. It's yeah. definitely vegan. My miss searches vegan. And beers. also, also, it's only okay. a pie if it's fully enclosed in pastry. Just to oh, clear that one up, yeah, not just okay. a lid. Uh, great British menu would beg to differ. Great British menu can go fuck itself. Yeah. And Susan Calman, fucking Remond. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> That's the third thing. The third thing. I just love that drive-by mid-AOB. 
fucking Jimmy Cranky wannabe. Dear Evan Hansel, uh, Evan Hansen is really good. I've been really enjoying the songs from it. Done. Three quick AOBs, as as promised. Russ, I'm I'm struggling with AOB. I sure, struggled the other about night. Jimmy Cranky wannabes. Yeah, or reveal your new NFL team. I could reveal my new NFL team. I've I've been giving it some thought over the last sort of three or four minutes. Um, <laughs> And I quite like the idea of Denver. You don't find many Denver fans knocking about. Seems not very fashionable. They've got a young team. They're up and coming. So I can proudly announce that this this coming season, I'm going to be jumping on the Denver train. There you go. How about that? Fair enough. Okay. Well done. And we'll see what happens. How long will this last? (laughs) So we're on to my third team. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We're going to get plenty of. With if very anybody's... limited conviction, you can't start with that's my first team. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, we will see how it goes. I mean, I think Drew Locke is is decent. I think that um, Judy is a great pick. They they picked well in the draft. I think that having Lindsay and um, oh god, the guy for the Gordon. I think that's a really good one-two punch combination and I think that they're you know I think they're gonna they're gonna move a little bit this season and no I really like Noah Fant I am looking forward to seeing Russ in bright orange yes <laughs> and a horse hat <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing I, I, I mentioned this on my uh, on my any business on punching chat six which Patrick was a guest on uh, hopefully you enjoyed it um, it's good stuff Gangs of London on Sky is absolutely phenomenal uh, for those of you that got Sky, but also uh, series two of Afterlife, Ricky Gervais, um, will make you laugh, will make you oh, cry, will make you, will make you think, yeah. will make you stream. There is so, I mean, I bet the the most used word on the series is cunt, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which is quite a shock. Just just but, like this podcast. But 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 the the word comes from all directions that you wouldn't expect, and it's just it's incredible, and it's one of the best written comedies I think ever. Yeah, um, I love the first series of that. I've, I've, yeah, I'll, it's I will just be watching so this, it's just so subtle. It's so subtle, but it's it's poignant, and it's it, it, you can relate to every single bit of it. I'm going to jump in on that because I I am absolutely with you, Russ, and I'm only halfway through the second season at the moment. And I I was I was sort of anti them making a second season because the first season just felt so perfect, and I'm so glad they did because it's absolutely wonderful. But anyone who's been enjoying this, go and dig out a film that Ricky Gervais made probably a decade ago called Cemetery Junction because it has the same level of quality of writing, very funny, really nuanced like little kind of heartstring moments in there as well. It's absolutely fantastic. It has one of my favorite jokes of all time. It's the, it's the, the, the character development in it. Some of the, the, the non, what you call non sort of pivotal characters, like the ones in and around the newspaper and, you know, they don't really add anything, but they add so much. I love his postman. The post, oh mate, Joe, um, Joe Wilkinson is, yeah. is brilliant anyway. Um, the guy who does the uh, amateur dramatic, it just it completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but adds so much. It's every, everybody is obviously, everybody's there for a reason. Yep. Not just for the sake of it. 
Right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that, and I will do. It's probably time to wrap it up. I'm, I don't know about... Well, I can see you all, obviously. Um, Russ is in the same boat as me. I'm sat in a room in complete pitch dark because we started <laughs> recording... Well, we jumped on anyway about half past seven, and now it's just... I just feel silly. Uh, before we Before we go, in case anybody wasn't aware, Thursday, I think, Thursday was the 100th birthday... And I, it, I don't want this to get missed. It was the 100th birthday of Welling Garden City. A bit of trivia for you. <laughs> Later, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>